This is the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast with Kristen Burgess, and we're squeezing our way into episode number 53. Welcome to the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast, the tips, tools, and straight talk you want for pregnancy, childbirth, and bringing up baby. And now your host, Kristen Burgess. Hi, this is Kristen from naturalbirthandbabycare.com. This week, we're going to talk about why birthing classes are worth it. This is something that I see come up over and over again on forums. Should I really take birthing classes? Did you take birthing classes? People ask in the general pregnancy forums or the birth forums, and most especially in due date club forums online or even on Facebook groups. Why why should I take birthing classes? Can't I learn everything I need from books? I think this is especially something that you hear from a mama who's planning a natural birth. And it's especially common in areas where there's not a natural birthing class because the mom thinks, okay, well, a hospital class really isn't going to help me very much. Or maybe she's planning a home birth. So she thinks that a hospital class is totally irrelevant to her. Or she looks at the natural birthing classes, and a lot of times those classes run around $300 per series. Usually those are something like Bradley classes, and when you think about it, you're getting 12 classes for that price because that's how Bradley classes run. But it is, it's a big cost for a lot of families, so you may be looking at cost. You may be looking at, is this class going to be relevant for me because of the kind of birth that I'm planning? And also time and convenience may be a factor. Can I actually get through a class? Can I actually make it to a class? And then, of course, I can learn everything that I need to learn out of a book. There are lots of natural birth books or there are lots of videos. In this podcast episode, I want to talk to you about why birthing classes are totally worth it. (laughs) There are different options with birthing classes. I want to tell you that. And of course, I should give a disclaimer that I run an online birthing class series. So you know that I'm biased. Of course, I'm biased. I run an online birthing class series. Um, And... So that I, but I think that makes me aware of the fact that I need to point out that there are classes that you can take in your area. Maybe a natural childbirth instructor or at the hospital might be an option, or your midwife or your doula may give classes. And then there are several home study and or online options that you can choose from. The first benefit of classes I'm going to talk about is a benefit that you primarily get from an in-person class, and that's meeting other families. Especially if you're a first-time parent or you're new to your area, meeting other families who are planning a similar birth experience to you and whose baby is going to be born about the same time as your baby will be born, is it's a really good thing. And there's a lot of benefit to being able to be there with other people, to being able to bond with other people, to perhaps making lifelong friends. Many people who become friends when their children are babies, especially if they've got, you know, if they're kind of like-minded folks, those people, um, you know, they they bond and you may stay together throughout your family's entire you know, the young raising children years of your family. And those can make really good friendships. It can be built in friends who you know are going to think like you, who may be going to the same LHA League meetings or the same mommy group meetings or the same Holistic Moms Network meetings. You know, that's a benefit there. And there's also a benefit that comes from running into people 
in your birthing class. I talked to a student last week who also chose to take my classes, which some students take my classes for refresher classes. So I can't remember if she had, if this was, she was taking it as a refresher class or if she was taking it along with an in-person class. But uh, she did, she told me that she had run into somebody from her other birthing class. I think this was this was her first natural birth that she's planning right now. And she had run into somebody from her natural birthing class who had already had her baby. And just talking to that mom about how fantastic the baby's birth experience had been and everything like that really made her feel good. And actually this mom emailed me after her baby was born. So she was telling me that meeting running into this mom a few days before her baby was born had really given her a boost of confidence and it helped her have a beautiful natural birth. So that's a big benefit that I think shouldn't be understated is being able to meet other people, hearing their experiences, uh, if they happen to have their baby before you, or even hearing about about past birth experiences that they've had, especially if you're a first-time mom, and then knowing that you've got that group of people who are planning a similar birth experience and who are probably going to parent in a like-minded way. It's kind of an instant built-in community, and that aspect is really nice. And I did want to cover that. These other aspects are things that can really go for many different styles of birthing classes, not just necessarily uh, in-person birthing classes. So the first one is ignorance is not bliss. And what do I mean by that? I mean you want you want to know what's going to go on during your birth. Really and truly, this is one of the biggest problems with natural birth. I hesitate to say natural birth movement because I really don't like that term at all. I don't think it's a movement. Women have been birthing naturally for thousands of years. It's ridiculous to cause, call it a movement as if it's some sort of fad that's going to pass away. Um, but, you know, the natural birth community, you might could say that. And I'm sorry if you can hear children hollering in the background, everybody. They are behind a door, but they are being very loud. Anyways, back to, to birthing and natural birthing and the natural birth community. One of the things in sort of a knee-jerk reaction that it gets said is birth is natural and your body knows how to do this. That's a knee-jerk reaction to the kind of medical standpoint that women's bodies are inherently flawed and mothers and babies need to be saved from themselves, which is certainly in and of itself an inherently flawed notion. Your body is made to give birth and your body really does know what to do But I think we do women a disservice to just leave it at that, to say trust birth and trust your body. It's one of the things that I tackle in my own birthing classes is that how can you trust birth or trust your body if you really have no idea what those concepts mean? And some of us may truly be connected to our body, so to speak. This may especially be true if you're a female athlete and you've done a lot of training and a lot of you know, you've just done a lot of body awareness, but most of us have spent a lot of our life being dissatisfied with our body for whatever reason, cultural influences or whatever. We've spent a lot of life being dissatisfied with our body and maybe trying to ignore our body. Things like uh, tampon commercials and pad advertisements and magazines and things, they make female processes of the body seem like something shameful, something that needs to be hidden. And I'm not saying 
that I want you to go around waving a flag that says I'm on your period. That's ridiculous. But we want to hide it away so that nobody else knows that it's happening because it's so embarrassing and so horrible and this, that, and the other. When really it's just a biological process, just like sneezing and blowing your nose or coughing. It's just part of women and it's part of our body and it's part of the most intimate parts of our body. And I think that many, many, many teenage years of trying to deny that or hide from that or being ashamed from that or wanting to make sure that the guys never, ever knew that there was any sort of emotional change in you throughout the month. That that just builds up to a lot of denial and if even if not denial, lack of consciousness about our bodies as women because we just don't pay attention to it or worse, we're ashamed of it or want to hide it. So then it comes time to birth and somebody tells you, oh, just trust your body. And well, you haven't trusted your body because you've been ashamed of it and you've tried to hide it. And I know that's not true for every woman. And if it's not true for you, you're blessed. But for most of us, I think that there is some kernel of truth in that. And therefore saying trust birth trust your body is not good and that just covers the trust your body the whole trust birth thing how are you supposed to trust birth when you really don't have any idea what the heck birth is birth has been shuttered away in hospitals for years and occasionally you see it on a comedy when a woman's water breaks to start labor because that's always the way that it happens in the movies and then she's rushed screaming to the hospital where there's some hilarious scene where she's cursing her husband out and she's screaming and there's a doctor yelling and then a baby's born that's obviously not a newborn baby and has no umbilical cord or anything. That's the extent of our understanding of childbirth by the time most of us reach womanhood. If your mom was a midwife or you had a large family or you happened to apprentice to a doula or something, it might be different. Or if you grew up in another culture, perhaps it's different. But in general, in modern cultures, that's the extent of our understanding of birth, is women go to hospitals and they come back with babies. And the only birth process that we see is either some sort of caricature that's meant to be dramatically hilarious on a comedy movie, or some sort of caricature that shows women and babies dying because it's for a television drama, which really isn't a true portrayal of birth either. We don't have any idea what birth is to trust birth, and we don't really have any idea how to trust our body. So saying trust your body, trust birth, trust your baby even, because we don't. We also don't understand, even most women who are studying natural birth don't understand what baby does to help with birth. So we just don't have a base understanding to take that pat little statement and use it as the only tool that we have to get through birth. I hope that makes sense. So that's what I'm leading up to is we just, we can't take that as the only thing that we have for giving birth. I think that's the disservice that the natural birth community does to women. There is truth to that, but there needs to be preparation before that, okay? Because I think that that is just like a slight step above ignorance, and you don't want ignorance, and you don't want to refuse to study and understand birth because you want to be trusting. It doesn't show that you're mistrustful or distrustful of birth not to be informed. A childbirth class is great because it informs you. First, it informs you at a base level about the mechanical process of birth, which is the medical understanding of birth. This is what happens. The cervix does this. And, and 
in many childbirth classes, what we learn is the cervix dilates to 10 and then baby comes down through the cervix and out through the birth canal and then crowns and then is born. We learn that and we learn the stages of labor. Medical texts actually acknowledge that that's, it's not quite that simplistic and I think I just want to insert this for you ladies. Your cervix isn't the only thing that's working in this process. Your cervix does a face, which means get thin thin in the sense that it's got a long neck and that neck kind of melts away. If you picture a uh, turtleneck sweater, like if you picture that you've got the turtleneck just sitting on top of your head, about to pull it over so you can see the entire neck just sitting on the top of your head, and then you start pulling it down so that the the thick fabric of the sweater is over your head and it not only opens up, but you no longer have that thick turtleneck on your head, That that's a good kind of mental picture of what effacement and dilation are. The neck itself gets shorter and melts away and the opening opens up. That certainly does happen during birth. But while that's happening, the lower part of the uterus is it's actually getting thinner and the upper part of the uterus, all the muscle fibers are retracting and thickening to create a thick muscular kind of foot. I think it's Gloria LeMay that, that describes it as a foot that kicks to then kick the baby out, to piston the baby out. So that's going on too. It's not just cervical dilation and effacement. The uterus itself is actually getting ready to eject your baby. Which is a good thing. It's a really good thing. But that's just a little side note. You might not learn that in your childbirth class unless you take mine. That's not a that's not a you know a plug for me. That's just a note that it's something that's often let out, but left out. But you'll you know you'll understand cervical dilation. You'll understand the stages of labor, uh, regardless of how valid they may or may not be. It's good for a base level of understanding to know that in the first early first stage, you're dilating to about four to five centimeters, and then in the active stage four, five, six centimeters on up to fully dilated, which is on average about 10 centimeters. And then the second stage is when the baby is actually being pushed down and out. And then the third stage is when the placenta or the afterbirth is being born. You you cover all those stages in detail and you learn all of that from that mechanical perspective. And it's a very good baseline for you to go into your birth with because you just, you know that. And some classes like Bradley classes teach the emotional signposts that that's what they call them that go along with those stages of labor. And that can be helpful too for you to understand that often early in labor we're giddy and happy and then we're really working with it and we're more intense as labor continues and then in transition is when you tend to feel the emotions of I can't do this because it tends to be the most intense and require the most attention and some women experience pain at this point um, and that, so just knowing those things can be helpful. Having a class educate you on those things can be helpful. Not many classes yet go over the not mechanical parts of birth, the hormonal aspects of birth, which are really important, understanding how your hormones are working during birth to facilitate the birth facilitate the birth to help relieve pain for you to help open things up and also understanding how uh, how outside environmental influences really can influence those hormones that's important too not a lot of classes cover that yet but it is something that you may get in more progressive classes and just having all of those understandings is really good for you because it means that your informed as to phys- physically and physiologically how your body's going to work in birth and you need to know that 
Because if you have no clue what's going on and say, oh, I'm just going to work with this, I'm just going to work with this, I'm just going to work with this, and you have no concept of how labor may progress, no matter how quickly or slowly it progresses, if you have no concept of what a contraction is, and maybe you don't need to know so much exactly physically what a contraction is, but you need to know you know, that it's going to build an intensity and that you can handle it, you know, you need to have some understanding of that. Then your birth plans can really get derailed just because you get in the middle of them and you don't have any idea what's going on or what to do. And I can talk, or I'm going to talk more about that in an, in an, another point. But first, we're going to talk about the benefits of birth classes to your partner. Your partner becomes... A partner. I know that some natural birthing classes don't like the term coach. I happen to like the term coach. I think it's a good term. And I think that your birthing partner goes from an overwhelmed individual who's standing beside you nervously patting your hand and getting his head bitten off to a birth coach who is really there to encourage you and to help you when you need the help. When you consider coaches in, say, men's sports, which tends to be what we see on television, we often see yelling, screaming coaches, and we think, I don't want that at my birth. But if you look at a coach coaching women's teams, sometimes they'll be, you know, they'll be the same yelling coach, but often they have a very different approach because women are very different, and they offer support and encouragement. They know that women do a really good job beating themselves up, so there's no need for them to do it like they might do with the men's teams, and so they're there to be supportive, to offer strategy, to offer guidance, and that's a good picture of what a birth coach should be. Certainly, your coach should be there to be your partner and reassure you and tell you that you look beautiful, even though you're sweating and frowning and pushing a baby out. But it's also good if your coach has an idea of what to do. Birthing classes help with that. The expectation today is that men will be there when you have your baby. Your husband or baby's daddy is going to be there when baby is born. That's the expectation. And men are usually thrust into that role having even less of a clue than you about what's going to go on. They don't know how to help you cope. They they don't really understand what's going to happen. They don't really know what you want. They don't know how to help you. They just don't really know anything. And maybe you've assumed that the nurse or the doula or the midwife or even the doctor is going to do that. But the reality is, is, is your husband, your partner probably wants to be an active part of that. I know that I've had emails here and there from moms who say that their husband really wants to have nothing to do with it. And that puts them in a hard place. And in that case, it might be better to choose somebody like a doula who's really one-on-one support. But even if you have a doula, it's good to have a husband Who has a clue what's going on? And childbirth classes are what's going to help him understand that, especially a good class. Um, Because he's going to learn, just like you, the mechanics of birth, hopefully also something about the hormonal interplay and emotions of birth, because that will help him to better interpret what's happening, A, and also to safeguard your space, B, which perhaps is even more important because he'll understand how important it is. And then he'll also know what to do to help you through your birthing time. And if you take a skills-based course that focuses on communication, on 
creating a shared language and that doesn't mean it has to be something complex. It just means the two of you talk about, you know, what terminology are we going to use? Um, you know, if I'm feeling overwhelmed or if I'm feeling a contraction and he says to soften, you have, you two have practiced that together so that you understand what that means. Or if he says release, if he's panicking and saying, just relax, just relax, just relax, that's not really helpful or meaningful to you. So you want some, a situation where the two of you have dialogued through your birthing classes and perhaps through the homework for your birthing classes and you're on the same page and he's got a toolbox he has an understanding and he's got a toolbox of techniques usually you go over techniques in birthing class we're going to talk about that in a minute of things that he can use to help you and therefore he has a concrete idea of what he can do to really and truly be helpful that's so important to have your partner really become a partner, really be able to be a coach who's not only going to be there to boost your confidence and shore you up through the thing and tell you that you look beautiful, but who also has a little playbook and he knows what may help you. He knows to suggest if you're really uncomfortable and really having a hard time, let's get your breath on the next contraction and then let's try a different position. Maybe baby needs to move inside. Maybe this is a bad position for baby and that's why you're feeling that pain. Let's get up and be upright and maybe baby will move. You know, he probably won't carry on like that, but he's going to know suggestions. He's going to be able to perceive things better. He may not, excuse me, he may not be as seasoned as a doula or midwife ever, but I truly believe that he can be helpful for you. Let's talk about this toolbox. I like to say practice makes instinct. Women want to just trust birth. You want to trust birth. You want to trust your body. You want to trust your baby. And maybe you feel like you're a failure because you couldn't do that in a previous birth or the thought of doing some sort of birth preparation is is going to make you feel like you're a failure because you're not trusting in birth and trusting your body or whatever. And I understand that sentiment, but I think that it's nonsense to feel that way. I don't want you to feel that way. So, and don't feel guilty if you are feeling that way. I'm not picking at you because you've kind of been conditioned by that notion that all you should have to do is trust and then you'll just be able to spit your baby out like a watermelon seed. The natural birth advocates sometimes talk like that, but that's really not the truth. Birth, even if it may not be inherently painful or agonizing, I don't like those classifications and personifications of birth, whatever you want to say. But um, but it, it does tend to be an intense procedure that requires all of your attention. It is something, an intense sensation that requires all of your attention. I think that was the late Stephen Gaskin, Ina Mae Gaskin's husband, that described it as that. Or an interesting sensation that requires all of your attention, I think is exactly how it was put. It was either Stephen or Ina Mae that said that. And so, yeah, it does. It it takes all of your attention. It takes all of your being. Birthing a baby is an all-encompassing thing. And preparing for that with practical procedures is a good thing. In, In my birthing classes, I tell mamas not to focus on pain or pain relief techniques, so to speak, but instead to focus on working with their babies. And I've had student after student after student come back and tell me that that made the biggest difference for them in their birth. But I also don't want to say that you shouldn't 
have any coping techniques, so to speak, or even pain relief techniques, if you want to call them that. But I don't think I don't think pain relief techniques are a good thing to focus on. But it is true that birth can be intense. And so if you practice things that may help you, including awareness, position changes, if you understand how baby is moving through your pelvis and what you may feel, babies have to do a lot of internal rotation uh, inside the pelvis right at the very beginning of the birthing process when they're going into the top of the pelvis, which is called the inlet. They have to do a lot of rotation and they get to the inlet, then they move through the mid pelvis, there's rotation going on there, then baby's head gets down to the to the outlet, which is the lowest part of the pelvis where you feel your sits bones and stuff, a little bit below the level of your sits bones. Um, and then there's even more rotation once the head comes because the shoulders are rotating. So baby is really doing a lot of movement. And it's especially as baby's navigating through the inlet and the mid pelvis that there's a lot of navigation. And sometimes we tend to feel a lot of discomfort. And understanding what's going on with baby, which is what you learn about when you get over the ignorance's bliss notion. And then also understanding what you can do to help facilitate that. I know that's a really clinical, mechanical term. But what you can do to work with your baby, how your position changes can impact that, how you can create room in your pelvis to make it easier for your baby to move through. Studying all of that, experimenting with some of that positioning and things like that with your with your husband, during pregnancy, understanding how you breathe at different times and understanding how some breathing may be counterproductive, whereas some breathing is helpful. Understanding what your pelvis feels like when it's tense and then when it's relaxed. Practicing just having awareness and relaxation in your pelvis. All of that stuff is practical stuff that you can learn and then practice and become conscious of and aware of during your pregnancy. And the reason I say practice makes instinct is because when you go into birth, you aren't really going to run through the list of all this stuff that you practiced or observed or became aware of during your pregnancy. Instead, all of that is part of you and part of you is a birthing woman and that it just sort of comes to you and it flows with your birth. For your partner, it may be a little bit more of, okay, he's running through that list or he's flipping through that playbook, to use the analogy I used earlier. He may be thinking about it more in those logical terms. But for you, it's part of you. And then when you need his support, he's able to think and say, okay, in our class, we talked about this might happen and this might be a good way to resolve this or to help her through this. So he's there to be your support and he's on the same page as you. You've gone through the same things. But you're really able to move with birth in a more fluid and instinctual way and also a more knowledgeable, perhaps more expert way because you just you know what to expect from a knowledge level and you've worked to ingrain that wisdom into your body through practice that you've done throughout pregnancy. I truly believe that this makes a huge difference for birthing moms and it is one of the biggest reasons why I am a fan of skills-based birth preparation and it's really something that I think is easier to get from a class that's geared to teach it and help you emphasize it through awareness and repetition than through a book, which may really not even acknowledge it. There are wonderful books like Sarah Buckley's Gentle Birth, Gentle Mothering 
that talk to you all about the process of birthing, all about the hormonal changes of birthing, but there's not really anything practical, though I will give my hats off to Sarah because she recommends that you find a practical skills-based method to practice with. But I mean, but do you see that this goes beyond, it goes beyond even the base knowledge that you get in your class and gives you practical skills for your class, and that's so important. It's also important to point out that not not all classes are considered equal. They're not created equal. Hospital classes are probably not going to teach you very much. They will teach you that very base mechanical understanding of birth. They'll teach you what the hospital procedures are. So if you're planning a hospital birth, they could be beneficial for that reason. They may go over a few quote-unquote coping techniques, but it's just not going to be anything in-depth. It's not going to be anything designed for a woman who is really wanting to be prepared for a natural birth. You should also just look around at the classes that are available to you. They have different ideologies and different methodologies. Uh, Bradley is a method that's been trusted for a long time, and that really resonates with a lot of families. Uh, but it does tend to emphasize a lot of relaxation. And at least when I took the classes, which granted has been probably about 10 years ago now, but there wasn't a lot of, of active birthing emphasis. Then there's a, like childbirth hypnosis chooses to look at a paradigm where you don't really accept that birth may be painful or anything like that, but that rather you're conditioning yourself that you can be relaxed and that birth uh, can be an enjoyable and relaxed process that you use your hypnosis training to get through. Then there, there are methods that just give you information and not so many skills. I would say that the hospital birth classes fit into that. But then there are skills-based methods like the pink kit. And actually, I, w- I would consider hypno babies uh, a skills-based class. But there's there are differences in the class. Birthing within it within is another natural birthing class. Um, birth boot camp is a really recent one. I've never looked at their materials, so I don't know what to tell you about them specifically. But all of these are just different methods for you to explore and to look at their philosophies. Of course, there's my class, which is my mama baby birthing classes, which is drawn based upon my own experience and the classes that I've taken, which have been many, and all the reading and study that I've done for my continuing education, as well as working with moms, preparing for birth for a decade, and working with students now for two years I've been teaching. So it's my own flavor based on what I believe should be emphasized, which is skills and working with your baby and awareness uh, so that that becomes part of you. But anyways, there are different ideologies, so you should explore which one seems to work the most for you? What seems to resonate the most with you? Because they're not all created equal. Another big benefit of birthing classes is getting personal input for your situation. This is a strong point in a class where you are meeting with your instructor, so a class in your area. It may also be a strong point in an online or home study class if you have access to your instructor. For instance, HypnoBabies has a home study class and they have they have groups where you can get some input. Um, and I, I haven't really spent a lot of time with them in their new format. They've moved from the format they used to be in, but it used to be pretty responsive. Um, and it, it was kind of nice to get feedback. 
my classes, and it was sort of more in a group setting, so you got feedback from other ladies going through the program at the same time as you, and then also the facilitator or moderator was there. In my classes, there's not that kind of group aspect, but I do offer a lot of ongoing support. My classes are self-paced online classes, so you can go through each class at your pace, but you also have uh, email access to me if you have an urgent need. And then my favorite way to answer questions is we have a live call every week, and you can either email me questions for the call, or you can um, listen in live on the call via the phone or via webcast, and you can type in questions if you're listening on the website, or you can ask a question live if you're on the phone line, because I'm on the phone with you. And that's how I handle most questions, but I really like it because it allows me to give a very personal response to every question, uh, and also other mamas are able to benefit from it, so it's group in that respect. And then many mamas who have like an urgent question often uh, at the end of their pregnancy or when they're really having trouble dialoguing with a care provider or something like that, they can email me and I email back with a really personalized response. I think that that, not just for me, but from any childbirth instructor who offers that level of just personal support, that's really beneficial. That's something you can never get from a childbirth book, something you won't even get from some home study classes. Something you certainly won't get from a magazine or even from reading natural birthing websites like mine. You don't get that in-person contact with your instructor who says, okay, I see what's going on or I see what's going on with you and your doctor or what's going on with you and your midwife and how you're having trouble with this or this health issue has arisen. And of course, uh, I'm not a doctor or a midwife and many natural childbirth instructors are not, but... Many of us have seen a lot of situations and we can give you perspective or research or input to then take to your doctor or midwife so that you're dialoguing with them as a peer, so that you're making empowered decisions. We can give you advice about nutrition and things that may help overcome some complications that are threatening. Uh, And then just about birthing situations, obviously what we love to do is to be a wealth of knowledge about that. So that that personal input is super valuable and something that is, in my opinion, irreplaceable for many birthing women. And then, of course, what do you do when there's no class or room in your schedule? I think I've already covered it pretty extensively. There are home study options. There are online options. Obviously, I'm a fan of my classes, which are Mama Baby Birthing classes. You can check those out at Mama Baby Birthing, M-A-M-A, babybirthing.com. You'll get all the information about the class there. You get email support from me. You get access to the weekly calls for 16 weeks. And you get to go through the class at your own pace. It's just there's a lot of support there. And it's all on your schedule when it fits for you. You get that individualized attention from me so that if you do need something above and beyond the class or you don't understand something in the class or you just have a unique situation, I mean, I'm happy to be there for you and to support you. So there, there's options like my class. And then there are other home study courses. Like I mentioned, um, Hypno Babies, the Pink Kid is also another home birth or home study course. Excuse me. They're, neither of those are limited to home birth, nor is my class. In fact, most of the mamas I support are planning a hospital birth. But I've had some beautiful home birth mamas too. So but there, there are just different options out there. So even if you can't take a class in person or even if you can't afford a class. Now the, the classes vary in cost. My class I think is a pretty, pretty easy on the budget option. But there are many classes 
online that may be more expensive. So if price is an issue for you, you may consider that when you're looking at their ideologies. But with the exception of hospital classes, which may be subsidized by your insurance, online classes are generally less expensive than uh, an in-person class. But again, it varies with the class. So look at the program that you are are considering and see what their price is. But a, a home study class can really fit your schedule nicely. And one more benefit of those is that often daddies or husbands who are reluctant to go to a class in person will work through class materials with you. Or if you give them excerpts that are most relevant to them and ask them for a practice session here and there, they'll be willing to do that with you, which is what Scott and I did because he didn't want to go to a class and he didn't want to sit down and go through the entire home study classes with me. So when we were having our first baby, we I read everything and absorbed everything, but he just did things here and there, and that suited him. All right, so we'll end with that. I think that I've made the case for birthing classes, uh, and I really do hope that you consider one and see if it will fit for you and your family. Remember, if you're interested in more information on my classes, it's totally self-paced, so I'm enrolling all the time. I do the class on a weekly basis, regardless of how the student group changes. I'm always there for you, so you can check that out at mamababybirthing.com. Again, that's M-A-M-A, babybirthing.com. I would love to hear from you, and with that, we'll close out, and I will see you on the podcast next week. Thanks for listening to the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast with Kristen Burgess. For great resources and tons more info, visit www.birthbabylife.com. Visit www.birthbabylife.com.